The following episode of LTR is scheduled for one fall, or podcast time remaining. Welcome to Learn the Ropes, everyone. This is going to be a bit of a shorter episode series on our podcast that we're calling One Fall. This is a bit more specific than our other episodes, and we'll be showcasing wrestlers you might see during your time watching wrestling. I thought this would be a good way to, instead of just covering broad terms and areas and specific times during wrestling, we can focus on specific wrestlers and kind of help you out, Julia. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, my name is Bainey and I'm the know-it-all. And I'm Julia. I'm the one who knows little to nothing. Yes. I should say about wrestling. I do know things, just not about you do know wrestling. Things. You're a scientist. I am you a scientist. You look like a scientist. That's what Allie says. Yes. I'm kind of a scientist. <laughs> According, According to, to your my nephew. nephew. <laughs> he knows how to burn me. It's great. But so with this first episode, what I thought we would do is you go big or go home for our first episode. So, today's showcase, we're covering, you know, the big dog, the tribal chief, the head of the table, on God mode, we're in his yard now, we are covering Roman Reigns. Cool. Yeah. So, as of recording today, he is the current reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Universal Champion, so if you use the acronym, he's the uwu champion. <laughs> And he has been champion for, <laughs> and he has been champion for 984 days. That's a long time. It's a long ass time. But how did we get to this Roman Empire? For that, I know, yeah, yeah nice. I'm, I'm, che- I'm cheeky with it. For that, we have to go back a bit. To kind of preface with Roman Reigns, we should talk about the Anawai family. I've mentioned them. In a previous episode, the Anawali family are seen as the Samoan dynasty when it comes to wrestling families. The Head Shrinkers, Rikishi, The Rock, the tag team, the Usos, and of course, Roman Reigns, they all come from this family. They are all relatives, mainly cousins or uncles in that relationship, nephews. In some cases, there are brothers as well, as well as other siblings and things like that. I have a question, but I need to figure out how to phrase it correctly because I want to try to use terminology that we learned. Okay. Oh, what is it called? Mm, I'm trying to come up with the term for when it's real in the wrestling universe versus real in the not wrestling universe. And for Starts some, with a K. I know. My brain is saying no cap. <laughs> that is <Yeah>. not it. <laughs> no. Starts with a K, ends with a fabe. It's kayfabe. Oh. I'm sorry. Well, okay. Is it, is, are they related kayfabe or not kayfabe? They are related in real life. They are an actual family outside of the WWE. They are all from the same family tree. Oh, cool. So when they say, yeah, The Rock's my cousin, they're not lying. He is legally and by blood their cousin. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Now let's cover... The most prominent one of this family since The Rock. Born Liati Joseph Anawai'i. Roman Reigns' father is WWE Hall of Famer Sika Anawai'i. One half of the professional wrestling tag team 
the Wild Samoans. And uh, Roman was born on May 25th, 1985. A high school football player. He then went to college at Georgia Tech. Go Bulldogs? They No, that's Georgia University. Georgia Tech is the Yellow Jackets. Oh, go Yellow Jackets. Go Yellow Jackets. He was named one of the team captains in his senior year at Georgia Tech. And he was named to the first team All-ACC, or Atlantic Coast Conference, in 2006. So, essentially, the college version of All-American mm-hmm. for football, for high school football. For any of our international listeners, we're talking American football here. <laughs> I should preface with this. There's a huge pipeline when it comes to football and wrestling. It's weird. We might cover that in the past because you have Roman Reigns, you have Brock Lesnar. There's a bunch of different ones that have played football in the past. I assume athletic people play sports. That is a good assumption. <laughs> <laughs> During this biography portion, kind of of his past life, I'm going to call him Joe, just to make it a bit easier. Joe went undrafted in the 2007 NFL draft, but was picked up by the Minnesota Vikings in May of the same year. However, later that month, he was released after taking his team physical and was diagnosed with leukemia. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So he was only on that team for a few weeks. Aww. Jacksonville Jaguars actually then signed him in August of that year, but then released him less than a week later. For the same reason? I'm not sure if it was for the same reason. I wasn't able to find exactly why. Why did he get drafted again anyway, knowing, I mean, that would be public knowledge, right? I'm not sure about the inner workings about releasing those records. Mm, They are medical. That's a good point. Yeah. So he basically wasn't able to strike gold in the American League of NFL. However, he was still able to play, and Joe went to the Great White North into the CFL, the Canada Football League, and played one season in 2008 with the Edmonton Eskimos, wearing number 99 and played in five games. Hmm. He was then released in November and decided to retire from football altogether. Well, he had a, a short run, but I hope he had fun. Yeah, I hope he did too. So this is end of 2008. We then cut to 2010, and we are now with the WWE in their developmental territory, Florida Championship Wrestling, also known as FCW, where Joe fights under the ring name Leaky or Liaki. I don't know how to specifically pronounce that. It's L-E-A-K-E-E. So I think it's Leaky. And he had his first match in a battle royal on August 19th, 2010. Battle Royal is, you're familiar with the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Battle Royal. Is that where all the people come in and it's last man standing? Yeah. You have but to they throw release people. them at like five minutes apart? It, it's usually shorter than five minutes. It's anywhere It's between. at the referee's and the caster's discretion. It's usually a minute to 90 seconds because in the Royal Rumble, you have 30 participants. Right. However, a Battle Royal Everyone starts in the ring. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. So Can we watch that? I don't know if we can watch the one that Roman was in. I'd see if I'm able to find it. But I can definitely show you a bunch of different battle royals. But I say just any style like that. I don't think I've ever been exposed to that. That's gotta be chaotic. Is it, it a it's very chaotic. Ring? Same ring. How many people are in it? It depends on the match. I've seen ten person battle royals. I've seen eight. I've seen twenty. At one time, I think I saw like a 40 
person battle royal. In one ring? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it needs to be thought out, but they don't think. I don't know why. <laughs> but, yeah, so he debuted under WWE and their developmental in August of 2010. During his time in FCW, Leaky only held title gold once. He held the tag team championship in a run with Mike Dalton. And that was WWE's Tyler Breeze for those keeping score at home. We then cut to August of 2012, where FCW merges and rebrands into WWE's new developmental brand, NXT. Is this when we watched the the Lucho Libre match? No, that was Ring of Honor. Oh, that was more I got recently. Them mixed up. But for a while, NXT was the best that WWE had to offer in regards to in-ring prowess and talent. More people were amazed and had their eyes glued onto the NXT product than the main roster stuff for a good chunk of time. I would say between 2015 and I would say up to 2019. What made NXT so special? That is a good topic for an episode, but I will say I think it was just the people that they were bringing in because it was Essentially, NXT was a way for, one, to get people on the independent circuit used to the WWE style of wrestling, which is a lot Mm -hmm. different. If you watch WWE, and in your case, if you watch AEW, you can tell there's a slightly different style in regards to how safe the workers are and just the pacing of the matches and everything like that. To an untrained eye as myself, no, but (laughs) take your word for it. Yeah, just go with it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was also a way for them to have people that have never wrestled but had tried out to basically be molded and shaped into what the WWE wanted. And that's kind of what we got with Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns never wrestled on the independent circuits anywhere. He was WWE born and bred. Mm -hmm. Lucky him. And when FCW merged with NXT in 2012, this is where we get the first taste of the man we now call Roman Reigns. Gotcha. However, he only spent a few more weeks in developmental in NXT, and he debuted on the main roster on November 18th, 2012 at Survivor Series in what some call one of the best stables in professional wrestling, The Shield. What do you mean stable? So a stable also can be called a faction. There's a, It's like a stable can be a faction or a faction can't be a stable. It's like the square rectangle thing. Oh, okay. They are a group of wrestlers with a common goal. Usually. So you know how Orange Cassidy's with the best friends. Okay. That's basically one. You have the Dark Order. You have just a group of people that are put together that have a similar goal. Like the Bloodline. The Bloodline. Exactly. I would call them more of a faction because they're a bit bigger. They have a mouthpiece, everything like that. Usually a faction is going to be a bigger version of a stable. Okay. So the reason that the Shield is just a stable because it was just Roman Reigns along with Dean Ambrose, who is AEW's John Moxley, and Seth Rollins. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then th- this trio would take the main roster by storm. Everybody loved the Shield. They called themselves the Hounds of Justice. <laughs> they would attack anything they would see as injustice, but also kind of like play into heelish tendencies as well and kind of be the bad guys about it. So were they tweeners? A bit of a tweeners when they debuted, but they were more of a heel group for a bit. Okay. They would attack what they saw as injustice, basically. That's 
really weird hearing someone called Hounds of Justice and then being a heel about it. That's, it just, that throws me off a little. Amen. You know what? This is the same thing with the Firefly dude. You would think that the Firefly Funhouse would be a good thing and then he goes demonic, no, not Steve Rogers. No, yeah. Mr. Rogers. (laughs) Demonic (laughs) Captain America. (laughs) No, I meant uh, demonic Mr. Rogers. Yes. See, that's the that's the one big difference between you and me. I love Bray Wyatt so I, He much. scares the absolute crap out of me. That's the point, and it's great. I don't like being scared. Okay, well. And he's taking something safe and comfortable and using it against me, and I don't like that. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe I'll learn to appreciate him like I do with MJF. Mm-hmm. MJF? Yeah. I get his acronym mixed up sometimes. No, you, you, you say it correct every time. Maxwell, mm, that's all I got. Jacob. Jacob Hoffman. It's an F. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> Friedman? Hey, there you go. You did it. Oh, I did it. You did it. But, all right. Let's get back to the other <laughs> top champion and not MJF. During Me. this time. <laughs> oh. Not you. <laughs> uh, during this time, Roman was booked as a dominant and hard-hitting foe. He would be the one that would do all the power moves in the group. Huge picking up of bigger opponents and throwing them through walls and tables and everything like that. During this tenure in the Shield, Roman captured Tag Team Gold once again with Seth Rollins, and they held the titles for 148 days in 2013. Hmm. And then this group disbanded in June of 2014, when Seth Rollins betrayed the group to join Triple H in The Authority. And we kind of covered that in our Heels and Faces episode. Oh. Yeah, hey, look at that. We're tying everything hey. together. <laughs> it's all full circle. It's a nice little bow. Yeah, it's a beautiful little bow. So at this point, after the Shield broke up, WWE had somewhat of a hot baby face on their hands. They saw the potential of this guy being essentially the next Cena. Mm-hmm. When Cena was starting to become more and more part-time because he was taking time off for injuries as well as starring in a bit more movie roles and things like that. So with this in their hands, they decided to strap a rocket on Roman's back and they pushed I'm him. I'm sorry? They strapped a rocket to his back and pushed him to the moon as their top star. Basically, they're like, oh, this guy's oh. good. Front and center. <laughs> I thought you meant literally... No, metaphorically, not even kayfabe, metaphorically. <laughs> I, look, there's a lot of weird things that happen in wrestling, and you can't tell me that strapping a rocket onto someone is out of the question. Mm-hmm. Look at me and tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Right. <laughs> a guy was straight up murdered on TNA like a couple months ago. It's Oh, rest in peace. He's fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but they pushed him front and center making him their top guy. However, as I also covered in the Heels and Faces, the fans did not like this. And again, they saw it as another John Cena situation. A pretty muscular guy somehow wins all of his matches, and he's supposed to be cheered, so you have to cheer for him. Yay, we're cheering because we have to. It's such good shit. And that's (laughs) that's my obligated McMahon impression for the episode. That sounded like your dad. Oh, don't do that to me. I'm serious. <laughs> no. Anytime you go, Michael, Michael. That's, what, that's the same voice he used for your dad's impression. No, don't do that to me. My dad is not Vince McMahon. Oh, sorry. That's bad. He did bad things. 
I'm talking about Vince McMahon, not my dad. My dad's a good guy. No, your dad's a great guy. He's a great guy. Shout out to you, dad. Shout out to dad. Shout out to Papa Beanie. <laughs> but yeah, this huge push of Roman did not work out. But WWE did not care. From 2015 to 2018, he won the Royal Rumble. And people booed him out of the building in Philadelphia. This caused the hashtag cancel WWE Network to trend worldwide. Really? People were that pissed. They were saying, you need to cancel your subscriptions to their streaming service. Is this when you switched over to AEW? At this point, AEW wasn't a thing. This was really? 20, this was 2015. AEW's, when did AEW start? AEW started... Their first show was on my birthday in 2019, on October 2nd. Really? Yes. On your birthday? Yes. That's cool. Their first official show, I believe, I it was October 2nd, 2019. Oh. It was a Wednesday. We were playing trivia. We were <laughs> oh, I remember that day. <laughs> yes. They had it on in the background, so I was half paying attention. <laughs> I remember that. I was a little irritated because you weren't playing. <laughs> it was, I was excited. <laughs> I know, I know. In this 2015 to 2018 period, he then went on to main event WrestleMania four times in a row. Jeez. Winning three of four of those. And the only good match of those four was the one he lost, and that is objectively true. Why? <laughs> Just the match itself. That match itself is Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I will be saying that a lot in this episode. Brock mm. Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, which then got turned into a triple threat with Seth Rollins because of something called the money in the bank. And we will definitely cover that in a later episode because that is a fun wrestling gimmick that WWE has is the money in the bank contract. I think I've, I think you've told me about it, but I'd need a refresher. Probably. And I, I will definitely do it. We could probably do a whole thing on gimmick matches. That's actually does really it involve good a suitcase. It does. Yeah. A, or a briefcase rather, but yes, that's what I meant. I don't know why I said suitcase. I got your gist. I knew what you were saying. I was picking up I what was, you were putting down. I was picturing Tiger Millionaire with his little briefcase, yeah. and I said suitcase. It's all good. But yes, that match was 2015. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and then Seth Rollins. And that is a wonderful match. That was the WrestleMania that kind of pulled me back into wrestling because of, specifically, I think, that match. Hmm. But also during this time period of 2015 to 2018 he became a three-time wwe champion a wwe united states champion a wwe intercontinental champion and wwe universal champion which saw the reunion of the shield in 2018 to save roman reigns from the baddies coming after his universal championship oh no oh no <laughs> he then put on okay at best matches most of the time but folks were still not happy to have the Roman Empire shoved down their throats. Most countries weren't either. Yeah, that's fair. But now we have Catholicism. Yay. And like how Rome wasn't built in a day and it fell in one. Things changed once again. On October 22nd, 2018, Roman Reigns went down to the ring and he relinquished his Universal Championship in the middle of the ring on that episode of Monday Night Raw. And this is a quote directly from there, from the show. He's in the middle of the ring and he says, the reality is my real name is Joe and I've been living with leukemia for 11 years. And unfortunately, it's back. Joe then laid the title down in the ring and he was met by Seth and Dean where they hugged it out, crying, and Roman left for treatment. That's intense. 
Mm-hmm. Reading, reading it back, I'm actually kind of crying. <laughs> it was a very heartfelt moment. Nobody knew it was coming because... Not even the writers? I mean, how do you write in leukemia? Like, it's very hard to do. This is a real disease. It's a real terrible thing that he has to go through. No, I didn't mean that the writers invented it. I mean, they didn't work it into the program I mean, that's to make what they an did. official announcement. But yeah. That's what they did there. But it, it was basically out of nowhere is what the thing was. It was like everybody was, it was going to be just another episode of Monday Night Raw. And then they say Roman reigns to address the universe, hmm. the WWE universe. And I was like, oh, cool. What's next? And then he comes out. People are doing, you know, their generic booze because of everything. And then he drops his oh, bombshell. I bet they felt bad. Oh, yeah. No, it was. But at that time, everybody then realizes, well, you know, he's he's a person first. February 25th, 2019. Roman's music hits. And he walks down to the ring. It's advertised as an update to raise awareness and support for people around the world. Mm-hmm. Another quote. The good news is I'm in remission, y'all. The big dog is back. So after after about four months, he was back in remission after treatment. That's fast. It's very fast. Wow. It, it was very good news. And the doctors cleared him to wrestle? Mm-hmm. Dang. So he says the big dog is back. Uproars of cheers from the audience in attendance and worldwide. And I remember watching this live and crying. I would have too. That's huge. Mm-hmm. But the rest of 2019 was pretty much uneventful. Some okay feuds here and there. He had a match at WrestleMania, but it was just a regular singles match just to get him on the card, basically. And then in 2020, he was put back into the main event scene, and he would be set to challenge for the WWE Universal Championship at WrestleMania that year, WrestleMania 36. But a day before the event aired, a little something going around the world happened Uh called COVID-19, and it would be announced that Roman would be replaced in that match because... Because he's now immunocompromised? Yes. It was... This is April 3rd, so about two weeks after everybody started to quarantine. Mm -hmm. And it was all of that. And it was at the height of confusion and concern at the time was COVID-19. So the immunocompromised, yes, Roman Reigns was pulled from the match. And actually, he had an extended absence from the company, stating that he'd rather be safe for his family and not put them at risk. That makes sense. It makes complete sense. He has, at this point, he's married. He has at least one kid. Mm -hmm. So he just wants to be safe for his family. Of course. And now we are in the modern era of Roman Reigns. The tribal chief, the head of the table. Roman returned at SummerSlam 2020. He turned heel and attacked Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. What? became WWE Universal Champion literally a week later through contractual shenanigans that inserted (laughs) him into a singles match, making it a triple threat. Okay. He has held that title since then. Amazing rivalries followed, specifically with his cousin, Jey Uso. Right. That one was big. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Brock Lesnar, a rivalry that somehow never ended, but definitely did and will not come back for sure. <laughs> I say this with, I would say, a boulder of salt. This Lesnar rivalry culminated to Roman unifying the Universal Championship and the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 38 in 2022. He is still the current champion, surrounding himself with a new faction, the Bloodline, 
consisting of his cousins, the Usos, so Jimmy and Jay, and their brother, Solo Sokoa. They are all also members of the Samoan dynasty of the Anawai family, mm-hmm. as well as special counsel to the tribal chief, the wise man, Paul Heyman, who betrayed Brock Lesnar multiple times during their feud with Roman. It was a crazy storyline. And that's where we are today. Roman has defended his title yet again uh, against Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. We don't know when his next match is. I'm assuming it's going to be at Night of Champions in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. But we'll Mm. see. I probably won't watch it for, you know, ethical reasons. Understood. Yes, but I thought I would give some match recommendations that have Roman Reigns in said matches that people can watch because these are phenomenal matches and I really do like these matches. I was confused for a second and I thought you were going to say that you had match recommendations for what they should actually book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, not for... No, 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 no. Not yet. Like suggestions for booking? No, no, not yet. Now, if they want to hire me, hire me, but I don't know. (laughs) So these match recommendations with Roman Reigns in them. uh, The Shield versus the Wyatt family. At Elimination Chamber 2014. This is actually Roman's number one rated match on cagematch.com. Cagematch.com is where I get a lot of number information. Mm -hmm. The match ratings are, of course, subjective. Each fan varies how much they love the matches. But this is overall number one rated in fan-submitted votes. Hmm. Another fun one that is just a bunch of big guys hitting each other and all-out fun is Braun Strowman. Versus Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe at SummerSlam 2014 is a fatal four way match. Yeah, it's a fatal four way match. And I just want to preface as well. So there's Roman Reigns and then there's also Samoa Joe. They are different people, even though Roman Reigns' name is Joe. I just want to put that out there. That's a good distinction to make. Yes, Samoa Joe has been known as Samoa Joe his entire wrestling career. That is mm-hmm. that is a big thing. Because Samoa Joe has been wrestling since like 2002, so whereas Reigns only became Roman Reigns in 2012. Another one, I mentioned the rivalry with his cousin, Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns in a Hell in a Cell I Quit match from Hell in a Cell 2020. So What does that mean? So they combined two stipulations there where it is a Hell in a Cell, so it's a big cell that surrounds the ring and the slight outside area around the ring. Like a cage match? Yes, but it's a bit of a bigger cage. The top of the cage actually has steel on it as well, so you can't climb out. And I thought most cage matches have that. Not all. Steel cage matches actually have no top because in those specific matches, you can actually win by escaping. Hell in a Cell, you cannot win by escaping. That makes sense. Yes. And then they combined it with an I Quit match where the only way you can win is by making your opponent say I Quit. So it's tapping out, but with more flair. Not even tapping. You have to say, I quit. I, I understand that. Oh, okay. I mean, yes, it's yeah. like tapping out, but with more flair. Yes. Like the referee will shove a microphone in your face. Do you quit? No. no. <laughs> I will never. Mm-hmm. And then they end up quitting. It's great. That's funny. And then the final match that was great as well from last year was Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns at Clash of the Castle in 2022. This match was in Wales. It was Mm -hmm. a wonderful match. That crowd was white hot for that match. It was great. So Roman is at the height of his career now. And as of the release of this episode, we are less than 15 days away from Roman Reigns hitting 1,000 days as champion 
of WWE. But this title reign is, in some people's eyes, starting to get stale. Who will be the one to topple the reign of terror that Roman is on? And we'll just have to find out together. It'll be me. It's gonna be Julia, for sure. He will not definitely fold you in half. See me in the next match. I'm gonna just run in and just pin him right away. Spoiler alert. Oh, there you go. I like the confidence. You heard it here, folks. I'm putting money on Roman. Anyway. You're betting against me? Yeah, then we spend the money together doing things. Oh, we, okay. we have a honeymoon to plan for, Julia. Good point. So, do you have any questions about Roman? It could be about anything. Uh, yes. Can I see a picture of him so I can put a name to a face? Yeah, for sure. Let me share my screen. Because I can only think of Cody Rhodes right now, and I know that's not right. That's all good. So, this is Roman right there. Oh! Yeah, that's Roman. But yeah, he's he's the top guy. He's been top guy for a while. I recognize the tattoo, but I don't think I've ever looked at his face. What's really good, too, is that his beard and stuff are now starting to get a little bit of gray in it. And mm-hmm. so he looks good. He's getting good. that silver fox look. He looks good. He's a good looking dude. Yeah, he's a very good looking dude. He is, he is 37. Hmm, a little too old for me. What? I mean, what? What? I'm anyway, kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's what he looks like. Uh, do you have any other questions about Roman? Um, no. Okay. Good. <laughs> I guess. But you can always ask me if you ever come up with a question because, you know, we live together, so that helps. Yeah, yeah, I'll find you. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. I have my people fine. talk to your people. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's totally fine. And if you there, lovely listeners, have a topic or a wrestler that we should cover go ahead and message us on over at learn the ropes pod at gmail.com and follow us on all of the socials we are on twitter at pod ltr and on facebook at learn the ropes it has our logo on it it's the mat with the cap <laughs> i like when you said that so i'm gonna keep saying thanks that. i'm glad you liked that and please if you could just do us a favor if you could go and rate the podcast wherever you're listening to it. It would help us out a lot. Plus, keep spreading the word about the show to whoever, wherever you can. The best advertising is, in fact, word of mouth. And as always, I've been Bainey. Cat is in my way. And I'm Julia. And we'll catch you in the ropes next time. Sorry, that was a little chaotic. That's all good. The cat's extra needy. That's fine. Move, cat. Get out the way.